The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Comes to <laughs> uh, for the people that get that, that's going to be a really nice thing, and it's going to be really weird for the people who listen to the audio version. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to episode ninety-nine of the Mighty Whites podcast. All of the uh, out there who are listening at four PM on a weekday, which I'm guessing will not be many. Uh, I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello, uh, those of you who watched the last one. Uh, I'm not going to be doing the video clips thing anymore. It really didn't work. We got all kinds of copyright claimed. Very quickly, it turned out as well. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. They might not be able to do much about Nazi propaganda all over, but they'll spot you using a clip of a goal within fucking seconds. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I don't really want to show the goals this time because we got beat 3-0 by Spurs. Uh, this was a... <laughs> It was an entirely predictable game in a way. I wasn't fuming or anything. I thought in the first half, I thought we played quite well, to be honest. Yeah, I, I thought we, we did all right. Um, theme throughout the whole game was just that we just couldn't get our passing going as as well as it should have been. And unfortunately, I think Spurs were able to take advantage of that at times. Yeah, they. Um, it was one of those where like they just seemed to have more quality and we knew that going in um like i thought that even though we had plenty of the ball and played some nice stuff there was only really that bamford header from the Rafinha cross that i could say looked like a pretty good chance i think if bamford times his run slightly better he can get over that header but that's the only one that i'd describe as a good chance like there was alioski's inside netting was all right and there was a few others that were decent efforts but like Harrison's one that curled just over was a decent effort as well. Uh, but in the end, it was just a few mistakes. So first goal, there was two mistakes on it, really. Um, Melier's pass out was really poor and just gave them the ball. And then Alioski tackles from the wrong side. Uh, there has now been like a big rules thread. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Dale Johnson from uh, ESPN, he does very good rule threads about the decisions, and he showed the still that they have used to give that decision. He got the correct still. Mm. Now, on that still, it is in the box. The problem is that that wasn't a foul. The foul was when he kicked his foot beforehand. Yeah. It definitely was outside the box. They've said, oh, it's when he brushes against his right thigh afterwards, which which was which was in the box, but wasn't a foul. The foul was before. Uh, But like I saw we should bring it up, I suppose, because it has been a thing on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, But not from without wanting to be awful. I haven't seen it from anyone whose opinions I respect. It's all been people I've never heard of or people who I know to not be people to listen to. Uh, should we drop Melier? No. That was a quick debate, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, he's a good young keeper. He, made, he, he had a poor game, to be fair. I don't, this wasn't his only mistake, although he did pull it back a bit late on by making some good saves. Uh, the thing with this one was just bad execution. The pass was on to Ailing or to Phillips. The Phillips one would have been a bit tight, but the pass was doable. He's a he did a, a similar pass against West Brom where he went to pass it into Phillips and just gave it away and made a good save to make up for it. I know that we play it out from the back, but this little weak pass to sort of from the six yard box to the D under pressure, I'm not sure we need that one. Yeah, no, that's, I, th- I think. In this case, it was it, it was just a poorly placed pass. It, it went nowhere near Ailing. It was a couple of yards away from Phillips. Uh, went almost straight to was it Harry Winks? I think it went to. Yeah, and just ball uh, through. Yeah, and you see Alioski coming across, 
And we're all thinking the same thing straight away. It's, don't touch him. Please don't touch him. Um, and he touched him. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you said, he brushed his thigh. Um, yeah. In fairness, but, the, the bit before that, the bit before that definitely was a foul. <laughs> it just was a free kick. Yeah, it's... A, uh, the, I think the disappointing aspect of it is, as well as the fact that it probably should have been a free kick, is the fact that Alioski has given the referee a decision to make. Yeah, that's true. It's, you know, uh, he, he's coming in from completely the wrong side. He, he sh- he's never going to win that ball. Um, I thought it was a daft tackle to me. And to, and to be honest, I thought Alioski had a, a fairly poor game as well. Yeah. I, I think he struggled at times. No, that's fair to say. He didn't have a great game. Uh I don't think that was one of the things where I don't think anyone had a great game, but I don't think there was, it wasn't like, even though we got beat 3 0, it's not like we had a team full of having shockers either. No, it was, it, it just came across more as, as just not been at the races. Um, you know, I don't think we, we were playing particularly badly. The, the ideas were still there, the, the, you know, the movement was still there. It just, far too many times there was, there was a pass two yards in front or two yards behind someone that was just fairly easily picked off. And it was interesting because Spurs actually pressed a lot higher against us than, than they have done in, in the last month or so. Yeah, uh, they weren't, they didn't like push right on and really go like we do, but they did, they did have a, it's not like they did nothing and just sat deep. They, they were willing to engage with us a lot more than many were. Yeah. Um, which and I suppose when you've got the attacking players like that, and and the game's going to be as open as it is with us, it's it's worth being higher up the pitch. Um, yeah, it, it clearly works for them at times. Um, you know, not to say again that they particularly exploited our style as it goes. Um, but I, I, if I was if I was put my neutral hat on, I would say it made for a lot better game than I thought it would be. Yeah, I sort of know what you mean there. It was a. Uh... I don't think that it, this wasn't like some of them where it wasn't like the Man United game, for instance, where we were prop where we do play into their hands a bit and they really exploit it. This was just two teams going. I thought the first half was like really even and just they're better than us. And that's all it was. And I think that the second goal really showed that even though there is a mistake in there, Strout dives in, he doesn't need to makes it a little bit easier for Kane to cross. But it's a great cross from Kane, and it's a really good finish from Son. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the difference when you have a front two that is probably more expensive than our starting lineup combined. In fact, I say probably. Well, I mean, actually, if, if you base it off of what they actually bought them yeah. for. I mean, so if yeah. you say valuable, then yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Certainly more valuable than, than our starting lineup put together, I think. And, you know, that was, that was Son's 100th goal for Spurs as well. Yeah. Um, Kane setting Son up again because those two are just a phenomenal partnership at this point. Yeah, they are really, really, really good. <laughs> There's just no way, no way out of that. Yeah, and and again, like it, it's going to happen when you have a team that's, that's still largely made up of of your championship squad. Um, there the will be times when you know today. Oh, sorry, I say today for the game. Bamford didn't have all that much service you know like we say he had that header there wasn't a whole lot else for him to work with yeah no that's fair to say he wasn't um he certainly wasn't at his like he, he wasn't getting in behind and stuff and he, he when he did pressure him although he did plenty of running it wasn't as successful as it has been in other games mm. uh then we've got the second half where it's weird because they won't, you know, we lost the first half 2 0, we lost the second half 1 0. I thought in the second half, Spurs were completely comfortable, and that was that was the half where they looked like a dominant side. Yeah. I think you've got to. It's not been the most entertaining football that they are so well drilled. And like I said, with us never really getting up to full speed, they they just look comfortable throughout that second half. Uh, well, I'm going to hope that that was me and that everyone else heard that because it all went funny. I but I have no idea which one of us it was. Uh, so, but you know, I am sure that it made sense. Just they were comfortable, and that was the thing in this half. Like their third goal, 
it's not so much. I mean, conceding from a corner, it was a you know he got across the front too easily. Decent header. Should Melier save it? Probably. But the bigger Melier error for me was giving away the corner in the first place. Uh, that was a simple yeah. save, and he caught it, and then like it spooned out for a corner off his hands. That was, if anything, the bigger error. It's just that that's not the one directly leading to the goal, so it's less memorable. Yeah, I, d- I did find it an interesting starting position for Melier, and I assume that's because the intent was for him to be going out to attack the cross, and then when it's going into the front post, there there is no sense in him coming out, obviously, because he's going to be blocked off by a couple of Leeds and Spurs players. But it does then mean that when you're diving to make that save, you are diving into your own goal. Um, yeah. And he's done it. Be, We've it's had always going to be an issue. With, he's, had three, he's had like three of those now, I think, where he's ended up like behind his own line trying to make a save from a corner at the near... Because uh, there was the one with Van Dyke on the opening day. And there was one other. I can't actually remember which one it was, but it, it might be a footwork thing that he needs to work on. But as I don't goalkeeping, I find it harder to critique because even though I obviously can't do any of it, I have a fear. I have a better theoretical understanding of the other ten positions on the pitch than I do the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, after that, like you say, it was just it was just disappointing that we lost lost the header in the first case, but. At that point, I, I did feel like the game was pretty much already past us. Um, I think once we'd gone behind to a second, I couldn't see us getting two against that Spurs team. No, I, I'm the same. Once once it got to 2-0, I thought, mm, it's pretty much done. Uh, and all of Twitter and everyone watching did have the thought at 3-0 of, should probably take Phillips off now because it's not worth risking it. And unfortunately... Phillips, who was one of the less error-prone players on the field, makes an error, gives the ball away sloppily, tries to chase back, gets himself booked. So he'll miss the next league game, which uh, is a bit unfortunate. It also probably means that he's going to play against Crawley. Yeah, obviously we'll get on to that um, and and what we sort of think the team selection will be, but disappointing. I'm a bit glad that it's not you know, a Man City or someone next, it's it's Brighton, which are, you know, famous last words for me. But yeah, th- there are there are worse teams he could be suspended against. Yeah, I there is obviously the theory that he did it on purpose because he couldn't go against his sweet boy, Ben White. Oh. He, uh, you know, he, uh, he doesn't I mean, want he Even if it's only a 1% play. chance, he can't kick Ben. He just can't. Oh. <laughs> That probably means that is the Brighton game at home or is it away? Uh, oh, I will check. I think that this one's a home game, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it is home. Oh, it's, it's at home. Saturday the sixteenth. Uh, it'll probably be stu- it'll probably be sat in the stands then as as Ben White walks out in his in his new blue kit, just looking adoringly at Calvin. Calvin with a single tear running down his face, yeah. waving <laughs> to his friend. <laughs> So I'm going to go chat him after the game. No, Calvin, you can't. We can't mix the dressing rooms. If there was, and I love there, you. <laughs> if there was a crowd there, it wouldn't quite be the same. But would it be a bit like when Beckford used to come to Ellen Road with other teams? I I assume, <laughs> and I'm not saying Jermaine Beckford was unprofessional, but I am going to say. <laughs> believe that Ben White would probably be a touch more professional. <laughs> yeah, Jermaine Beckford, um, who I don't I believe conscious probably... I don't think it was conscious, but he did just play shy every time he was at Ellen And hey, hi <laughs> just nudging all the teammates going, seeing these guys, they all love me. <laughs> I annoyed them a little bit, but they love me now. Yeah, uh, this obviously there's not a great deal more to say about Spurs. We we were all expecting to get beat, and we did get beat. Um, although, if you believe um, a lot of the pundits and stuff, uh, Leeds were an embarrassment at losing to Tottenham, this newly promoted side. I mean, that's been the thing. Oh, well, you know, they could be up there challenging for the top four. No, we couldn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
I, the weird thing to think is uh, that I read that his it was Ipswich in 2000, 2001 were the last newly promoted team, I believe, to, to qualify for Europe as well. Um, yeah, that was Marcus that Stewart class, got about 30 classic. goals or something. Yeah, you know, Marcus Stewart was knocking goals in. Um, Fanidi George rocked up the next year mm. to, to play for them in Europe while they got relegated. Yeah, um, uh, poor man's Martin Royce, I believe was his name. And a young Titus Bramble yeah. <laughs> arrived in the Premier League. And an old Mark oh. Venus. <laughs> <laughs> What an intro. Yeah, Richard Wright was there. It was a what a classic time. Yeah. Just before we realised how badly wrong it had all gone. Yeah. Um that's the thing. I think there's a lot of people out there who were just because Leeds are a big name, they seem to think that we should automatically be because basically they think we should be wolves, but we didn't come up with the sort of squad that wolves did. Like wolves came up the pot with squad. Yeah, the Portugal squad. They had, well, uh, Ruben Neves, who was captain of Porto in the Champions League at 19 and went to Wolves. You know, players like that, it's a completely different level. Like, that, they went up with a team that were the eighth best team in the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, um, uh, but we, um, obviously, it is now January. Uh and as someone who is editor of the Leeds United website, there's been a lot of links. I'm sure most of them are spurious and bollocks. Uh, I have ignored anything about Rodrigo de Paul because it's one, he, it, you know, we had it all over the summer. It doesn't need going over again. I would like him. I don't think it's going to happen. And if it is going to happen, it's not going to happen in January. It's that is, is I just can't see any way that it happens. But there has been quite a few linked. A, a couple of them, there's some logic to, but most of them I can't see. Uh, as always with us in January, I think it'll mostly be under 23 signings and we might sign one first team player. Um, I don't know what's going on with KC. Yeah, I can't really see. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't really see us investing that much in the first team. There's essentially no sense as investing in a central defender because we would then just have five on the books. And, you know, it's amazing that we have four. Um, you know, Yorente, in theory, should be back shortly. Cock will be back, hopefully, in the spring. Liam Cooper, I assume won't be too long, but it was a hip injury and Adam Forshaw is dead. So, um, you know, you, you look around and there's, there's not that, I suppose if Tyler Roberts goes out on loan, you might want to bring a, a striker in on loan for the rest of the season, but I don't know how many teams are also going to be willing to send as a striker to know that they are essentially going to be the sub striker for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, uh, I have got a list here. We'll go through them. Some of them will take longer than others. Uh, first one, Elkin Baggett from Ipswich, who I freely admit I hadn't heard of until a few hours ago. Uh, he's only played like one senior game for him, and it was in the AFL Trophy. Uh, six foot five centre back, and he's turned down their offer of professional terms. Uh, he, but they're still talking, so he might well sign them. But over the last few months, he has been linked with pretty much everyone. And the main two at the moment are apparently us and West Ham. That it started with Football Insider, who aren't great, I admit. But the one thing that they do have a decent strike record in is youth transfers. Like I remember when we signed Sam Dolby and all of them, they were first with nearly all of them. So uh, wow, that seems Dolby. to be the one. Yeah, that, that <laughs> seems to be if you go, if you're going to believe Football Insider on anything, youth transfers seems to be the best one. Uh, the main thing with him is. He is massive on Instagram. Whew. He's got like 140,000 followers. He's also massive, generally. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six foot five. Uh, he fits into Victor Orta's plan for scouting because he's left-footed. 
he like apparently quite good with his feet and stuff, but no one's seen enough to really comment. Uh, but he's half English, half Indonesian, and he's played you've he's played like under nineteens for Indonesia. And that's why he's got all the social media following and everything, because obviously there's not many South Asian footballers. So when there is one playing in England, the sec- he already had a f- like 20,000, 30,000 and then he played that AFL trophy game and it shot up because he played a senior game in England. Uh, so I've no idea. I find, it, I find it quite funny as well, because one of the first pictures that comes up about him is uh, his football manager stats. I uh, yeah I have I haven't I didn't even think to look at that actually yeah um yep he is uh, uh, he's only got ten for heading though and seven for strength so I, I, I'm I'm I oh, know that's when he's sixteen though so it's a couple of years old now add a cut add a two to that all right yeah he's worth the investment then. Yeah, because that's as much analysis as we can do because no one knows that about him. One that I had actually heard of, but still don't know what about, uh, Luke Mabeth. I, I also don't know, because I've only seen it written down, whether that's a silent M or not. So I don't know if it's better tattoo or better tattoo. Oh, it won't be better tattoo. <laughs> like, but uh, it's, it's not Tosin though, is it? So. No, it's not, he's no Tosin Adarabayo. Uh, I learned how to pronounce his name because I wanted us to sign him. And this guy, we may well want to sign too, but I have, again, no idea. 17-year-old centre-back from Man City, can play left-back. He's been part of the back four in the under-23s this season that has conceded one goal in 10 games. So, you know, that bodes fairly well. But I think this is one where we're trying to do like a Pervader-style deal. He's not going to get in there, but he's not a million miles away. He was on the bench against Chelsea. Uh, for Man mm. City so he's not I know they had that Covid outbreak so it, it m- bumped people up the list a little bit but it shows that it must be one of the more highly thought of ones to be involved uh, but again I have no idea the, you were saying how you can't see a sign the centre back and I agree but there has been a lot of talk about Fikayo Tamari from Chelsea uh, who I would ha- I definitely have he's a really good player um, 23 years old played loads last season He's only played, I think it's 44 minutes this season. But that's I just... Off, that's poor for someone as good as him. Like yeah, he, it's... He, he at least needs to get out on loan. Yeah, well, that's been the talk of a loan because Cox out till like March and the, we've got the injury things and saying that Leeds might try and bring him in on loan till the end of the season. But it just doesn't sound like the sort of deal we'd do. And I don't think... if I think if Chelsea were going to send him out, I don't think it'd be to us. No. Um, love, love to sign him. I think it'd be a great signing. Um, do do I think it's likely? No, not really. Yeah, that's that's but I'm in with it. I think he'd be an excellent one. There's a lot of people saying he'd be a great replacement for Cooper. I, at, this, I mean, at this point, I think he might be a great replacement for Yarente, who again might never see him again. Yeah. Uh, now, in terms of ability, I do think Tamari. At the very least, if he isn't better yet, he definitely has a higher ceiling than Cooper. But I think Bielsa will keep picking a left footer on that side anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we'll see, but I doubt it'll happen. Uh, Jean-Philippe Mateta from Mainz, again, seems unlikely to me. He'd be quite an expensive striker. He's got a good record this season. Uh, I are sure of his exact record, but he's, play- he's been playing pretty well. Seven goals and one assist in... In he's played more than eleven matches, but he's played like eleven matches worth of minutes. Uh, like I can't. Like, yeah. Some of them are off the bench, some of them going off, things like that. So his record's pretty decent, pretty quick, good player. But again, it's another one of those where it just doesn't make sense for the sort of deal we do. No, I, I imagine striker wise, who is our sub? Like is Roberts our sub striker and also our sub number ten? Up until yes, this point, and, anyway. Yeah, obviously the last game, which I have got a thing about, but like Bielsa said, he's unavailable at the moment. But the way he said it made it sound like it wasn't because of an injury. Uh, that was a bit of an odd one, but we'll come on to that. Uh, yeah. If we are sending Roberts out on loan, like you said, maybe, but I, ju- I just don't see it happening. No, no, and I wonder certainly here if a, if a number of clubs will, will look at how we use Getia and. And kind of think twice about sending someone here. Yeah, uh, and I believe I did find it somewhere earlier. I can't find the quote right now, but 
but Mainz, uh sporting director did say something along the lines of, uh, like, we haven't heard anything, he's not for sale, and if it, if it did happen, it'd probably be in the summer anyway. So I don't, I don't think that one's particularly likely. One that I don't think will happen, but I would quite like to happen, Michael Elise from Reading, uh, 19 years old, more of an attacking mid, can play on the wing as well, but in our system, would make a good centre mid the way we play. Uh, he's been really good for Reading this season. He actually made his debut. Remember when we won three 0 at the Medeski? The season we didn't go up. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, that was his first team debut, and he's gone from strength to strength since. He didn't. He didn't do much in terms of goals and assists last season, but played a bit. Uh, he's now played like fifty odd games, but this season he's got like four goals, and I think he's got eight or nine assists. Most, I think it might be most in the division. He's been really ripping it up. He's been he's played like for France under 18s. Uh, he's a really talented footballer and he looks like the sort that would really suit us. He apparently has an eight million release clause, but no one's actually sure if that's accurate or not. It was mm. reported quite heavily, but when they asked their manager, uh, who Reading changed so much, I can't remember his name, it's like Vukovic or something. Uh, he seemed not to know anything about it, but whether he was just playing dumb to put people off, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've seen much of him. He's one of the ones where I have actually seen a bit of him, but uh, I would be very interested in getting him in. Yeah, and sounds like he could be a decent sort of long-term replacement for Click, who certainly if you go by the football manager logic of managing a squad, uh, I mean, Click would have been sold two years ago under Jack at this point. Yeah, 28 um, years old. Yeah, far too old. Um, yeah, so it sounds like he could be a decent long-term replacement for clicking in that role. Or if you wanted to kind of play a slightly deeper replacement for Rodrigo, who is even older. Um, I think the only worrying thing, the only worrying thing is for me is just looking at the players that we do have is I feel like he would jump Jamie Shackleton in the list. If you came in, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, that's a that's a fair shout. Um, I say I definitely want him. I think at the level he's at right now, if we did sign him in January, now that there's nine subs, I think he would be straight on the bench. Well, not straight on the bench. It'd be out of it'd be a couple of weeks. I don't think he'd come straight into the starting lineup, but I think he'd be straight in the squad. Uh, the things about him at the time were saying that the favourites are Palace because he, he quite fancies staying down south and he'll have seen how Eze is settled, who is, well, they're not by any means identical players. There's similarities there and they've been able to do well with him. So that's been an option. But he's one I'd quite like to see. Another one that I'd like to see just because it'd be fun, but I don't see it happening for a second. Uh, Julian Draxler from PSG. Uh, this was talked about in the summer as well. And there was a little bit of talk that we did have a word, like that there was something to it. Uh, it looks like he is going in January because his contract's up at the end of the season. He was on a list with Anne Herrera and a few others uh, that PSG wanted to shift in January. And with his contract being up in the summer, you could, in terms of transfer fee, they might even just... You know, they might well just go loan to end the season with a loan fee and then he's a free. Uh, I don't know if it would or not, but as much as Bielsa and Pochettino have a good relationship and Pochettino's gone there now, as much as he's got all the talent in the world and it would be very fun to watch him play, he's still physically quite decent as well, only 27. I feel like his wage bill would be, his wage budget would be way too much for us. I think it'd put us off. I could see him going to like yeah. Turkey or something. Yeah, I assume it would be certainly not far off six digits a week with Draxler. Um, mm. And with the way the club has been run the last couple of years by Angus Kinnear, I can't imagine us breaking it. Uh, um, you know, for... I, what would be a good signing, but I don't think I just don't think it fits in with the way the club is building at the moment. Nah, like but I, I, even just, if we, I think even if we got him on a free, I think 
the, the club would still struggle with a with the return on investment let long uh, longer term. Yeah, there definitely wouldn't be any return on investment. You're right on that one. Uh, or if there was, it'd be very little and wouldn't be enough to claw back anything like the wages. Uh, there's two links yeah. from Fiorentina. One one of them makes sense. One of them doesn't. Uh, Christian Kwame was the striker. Both of these were apparently loaned to buy, but not necessarily. Uh, 23 years old, Ivory Coast international. He has a lot of potential, according to everyone who watches him a lot. Uh, why I'm not one of them, I'm not going to pretend to be. Uh, but uh, Viola Nation, who was uh, us that threw it all together, asked one of our sister sites on SB Nation, they're the Fiorentina one. Uh, they've been saying that uh, Torino, uh, I believe it came from various Italian media, Torino have offered like 16 million euros to him. And I can't see us matching that for someone who's not even, even if he was coming in to be a striker, he'd be behind Bamford probably, at least to start with. It doesn't sound like, alone with a potential 16 million, we've been burned by that kind of deal already once. I can't see us doing it again. Yeah. Um, oh yeah it's, it's, again, it's nice to see he's kind of linked with these players who've, who've started to get a bit decent bit of first-team football under the belt and and that, but again, I don't, I don't see why you'd, you'd want to spend that much for, for someone who... Imp- Again, knowing Bielsa, it's going to take him at least a couple of months to, to get up to his speed. And that also, and then it comes down to whether Bamford's in form or not as well. You know, Bamford's playing well, he's, he's just not going to get dropped. Yeah. Uh, but as it, from, what, from what you hear of, um, from what you hear of Kouame, he, uh, like a lot of his... A lot of his style of play, like apparently he's quite good back to goal, physically quite strong, good pace, good runs, and only has like two goals in about 20 games. So he's like Bamford out last season, uh, even though he scored way more than that, obviously. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. I was thinking, I was thinking Kayla Beckyban. Yeah, who, by the way, have you seen how good Kayla Beckyban is at the minute? Ripping it up at in, is he in Turkey at the moment? Yeah, I want to say it's Trabs on Spore, but I couldn't swear to it. Uh, Taps nose. Um, the one that makes more sense from Fiorentina is Eric Pulgar. Uh, the reason there's one, it's a centre mid, and we need a centre mid. But one of the things is that when it was mentioned to Tim Vickery, he seemed to think it was a decent idea and didn't poo poo the idea at all. And when it comes to South American football, I consider him to be the authority on it. As far as I'm concerned, that's why I go. Yeah. With. Uh, yeah there's also rumours. There's also rumours that Fiorentina need to trim their squad down a bit, so he might be available. The fee that was floating around was £13.5 I don't know how accurate that is, but he's rated very highly. Pulgar was really good for the last two seasons, and this year isn't playing as much. Uh, mm. But he's still rated quite highly. He's still played like 10 games. Uh, obviously, he's Chilean as well, so he's bound to have all the respect in the world for Bielsa. Um he seems more like the sort of... He seems more for sure as a midfielder than the other options we've been linked with. Yeah. He's, he also plays... He can also quite comfortably play as the DM as well. Um, I say, I don't know if it's going to happen, but of the ones... Other than Elise, who I want because I've seen him with my own eyes and I rate him, this is the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I think it brings in quality to and depth to two positions that I think we struggle for in terms of first team players, because I do think we go into panic anytime Calvin Phillips is out as to, as to who replaces him. You know, obviously last season we tried with Ben White a few times to, to varying degrees of success. Um, same with strike this season when he's done it um, can be all right, but, with the limited amount of football he's played at this level, it's, you know, if we were going into if certain games, you wouldn't want to be relying on him. So it'd be quite nice to have someone who can kind of move between, you know, centre midfield and or defensive midfield. And also um, not really having to affect click and the way he plays as much. You know, I do think whenever we, we lose, whenever, either when we've lost, um, Hernandez in the past and when we've lost Phillips and we've seen 
like Dallas brought into to midfield, I think it it drags Click down significantly. So it'd be quite nice to have someone who can just come in and, and fill those roles and, and allow Click Click to keep doing what he does. Yeah. As with anyone that's going to cost a decent amount of money in January, my base position is that it won't happen. But of the options that have gone through, he seems to make the most sense. Uh, and the people who watch a lot of Italian football that I follow on Twitter and things like that, they all seem to think he's a good player. Yeah. I don't watch much Italian football anymore, so I can't really say. But uh, one thing that is apparently happening, and it's going to be a quick turnaround as well, by the sounds of it, from media from all sides. Uh, John Stevens has had his loan cut off at Swindon, and he's going to Bradford City. At the minute, on the on the uh, note, I've put potentially going to Bradford, but we've we've had a message off Mark Young saying it sounds like this is happening. Yeah. Uh, he was asking if I think he's any good, and obviously I do think John Stevens is pretty good, especially in League Two. The games he played for us in the Championship, I always thought he looked fine, and he's looked good in the 23s. Uh, he also says that they don't have any wingers, so I'm assuming that he is going to play. Yeah, straight into, straight onto the right wing there. Um, yeah, um, I was going to say, Stevens started really well at Swindon. Like, he's got a goal and assist in his first two, played pretty well, played about 12 games, but then Richie Wellens left and went to Salford and he's dropped out of the pecking order after that by the sounds of it. Yeah, it's, it's been quite interesting. I mean, no, I've just looked down and realised they're uh, 23rd in League One as well, a Swindon. Yeah, uh, yeah I, can, I can see why you'd probably want to get him out of the out of a, a squad that's fighting against relegation and you're not even playing. Uh, to move into a squad that is slightly further ahead of not of being pulled into a relegation fight, but um, yes, Bradford seems to have turned it around the last few weeks. So pretty much since McCall left, and have actually got some relatively decent results. Um, yeah, the other thing with it, it's, it's a player who's struggled with homesickness. We've heard. Uh, so Swindon's a bit further. I would quite like him to play for a team where he can live relatively near Leeds still so that he can get past that a bit more yeah geographically Um, I think it's a good move it's interesting with him as well because there was a period when um, you know he has made a handful of sub appearances in league games for us I think Bielsa clearly had some level of of trust in him Uh, it's come on a bit so yeah like you say it'd be nice to have him close to home obviously I've said before I've got a bit of a soft spot soft spot for Bradford anyway um, and he'll have a friend in Bryce as Anna unless yeah, they hate it be. unless they hate each other then yeah. it would make Bradford City's right hand side quite interesting to watch obviously Hassan has been out injured but he's expected to be back quite soon so if, he, if him and Stevens link up down the right that'd be quite interesting uh, there's a couple of other things um Aberdeen apparently want to extend Ryan Edmondson's loan deal until the end of the season. Fine by me. So long. It's, I, but the thing is that I don't know if it, I don't know if he's been starting enough games really. But it's a decent standard for him to be playing at. So I'd I'd quite like to see that. And uh, Patrick Bamford is set to be offered a new deal, which that's not surprising with him having eighteen months left. Can you foresee any problems in that regard, really? No, um, between Bamford and I think Phil Hay reference, has referenced it a few times when he's spoken to his dad, clearly loves working under Bielsa. I think Bielsa has done wonders for his confidence. It, it's clearly paying off this season as well. Um, it's the long, it's must be the longest run he's had in first team football in his career at this point now. You know, we're coming up pretty much two years of, of him being, or certainly 18 months of him being Bielsa's first choice striker. Um, yeah. You know, if if he were to let his contract run out, given his current form, do you, would you see him ending up anywhere much higher than than where Leeds would be finishing if you, if you think Leeds are going to finish about mid-table? Probably not. Um, but, yeah. you know... Bamford certainly proved himself to a lot of people this season. Not my mum; she hates him. But um, d- despite the fact he's, you know, got double figure goals in the Premier League now, but you got to apparently look past that and look at 
other things like his yeah. work rate and stuff. But um, yeah. no, it certainly makes sense. He's he's playing well. I think he's I think he's enjoying it. Bielsa loves the man. So that makes sense to keep him around. Yeah, it's one of them where I can't I can't foresee that being a particularly long negotiation. They'll be, you know, they'll come in with a wage, we'll have a wage, they'll meet somewhere in the middle, and it'll be a probably a free a new three and a half year deal in Jan at some point this month. Yeah, I mean, why is he at the moment? About twenty six? Twenty five, twenty six? I think he's twenty seven now, but again like like a few others, I couldn't swear to it. I thought yeah, I thought he was one of the yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, eighteen months, and you think add two and a half years onto that. Um, yeah. yeah, makes sense. Carry him to thirty-one. Yeah, that that seems to be what I reckon will happen. Uh, the other one that we we're on about earlier is uh, Tyler Roberts potentially leaving on loan. Uh, with what Bielsa, a bit the way Bielsa was talking about him made it sound. The way he said it, everyone immediately thought, do you reckon he's going out on loan? But even though he never said that, there was just something about it that that's what people took from it. And now Phil Hay has said that Derby are definitely interested. And the other side of it is, Sam Greenwood was apparently going on loan to Cardiff. Like, it was pretty close to done by the sounds of it. And Bielsa has said, no, he wants him to stay. So I wonder if Greenwood, unless we sign someone, I wonder if Greenwood is the guy who's going to get the promotion to be on the bench. And from what I've seen in the under-23s, I think he's fine to be on the bench. Him and Delhar, I would be absolutely fine with them on the bench. Yeah. Um, and Roberts has been desperate for a low move. Uh, he you needs know, to play. You know, he's, he, he needs to play. He's made a lot of sub-appearances for us, but he's... He, is getting to that point of his career where he needs to be playing regular football and I imagine uh, if I said he started 12 games for Leeds I don't think that would be far off like I don't uh, think I he started th- many I, I don't know how many it is I would think overall it's more than that but not by loads uh, like he's including the ones he played on the wing and in midfield early on and stuff. I've, I've, I think that it will be more than that, but I don't know. It's He hasn't started enough. He hasn't got enough minutes. Obviously, he's had a lot of injuries as well. He just needs he needs a run of games. I wouldn't really care where he goes in the Championship or even if it was High League 1. I just want to go... I just want to send him somewhere where they've said, we're going to play him up front, we're going to start him, and he's his number nine for the rest of the season. Yeah, he he needs and I, I, he needs that time. And I certainly think having six months of being the first choice striker somewhere would, would do him good. And the, you know, every time he's had to to come on up front, he, he does look lively. Um, I've never been fully convinced of him as a number ten, and I, whether that's something you could grow into over time. Pop- of instincts for for a goal and for you know movement around the penalty area. Yeah, you see, when he was in the champ, when we were in the championship, there were times where I thought he might make a really good number ten uh, because the technique he has on the ball, the way he moves, some of his instincts for going past players, things like that. I thought that he really might be, but when I watch him in the Premier League, I see someone who might turn into a Premier League striker, maybe. But I can't see him turning into a Premier League midfielder yeah. in any description. Um, so the only other thing to talk about, Crawley Town away on Sunday, FA Cup third round. Does anyone out there care, yeah. really? Not really. Um, I mean, Bielsa's not going to put a lot into it, I can't imagine. It'll be... A good time to rest a few players. I thought, you know, I think Clint could certainly do with a break. I don't think he'll do Luke Galing any harm. Um, it'd be a good chance to get some minutes for. I think Helder Costa would be likely to pay play Pablo. Would probably be good to get, you know, at least an hour or so. Um, with him being suspended, you might as well keep Calvin Phillips in the team. Would be quite good 
base to build the team around for a few of the younger players as well. You'd think Phillips will be captain for this one, seeing as he can't play against Brighton. Yeah, I'd, I'd keep. I'd probably keep striking as, as someone else just to get another ninety minutes of first team football under his belt. Um, it may it'd be an interesting one to see him alongside either someone like uh, Charlie Cresswell. I think that'd be my pick. Um, I think I'd play Cresswell. You know, and again, it'd probably be there's a few players who've been in and around the bench that it'd be quite. Nice to see. I think it'd be good for Shackleton to get a start. Um, wonder if you'd see Niall Huggins or someone like that make a, you know, make an appearance. Obviously, like we said there, if you if you, if you don't play Bamford, then you could possibly start Rodrigo up top, or maybe look at someone like Gelhardt starting up top. Yeah. As of right now, I mean, I'm not sure. I do think we'll make loads of changes. We're not going to talk much about Crawley's side because let. Let's be honest, we'd be talking bollocks because neither of us know much about know anything really about them. No, I keep thinking we're playing Fleetwood. Well, the colour scheme. I mean, I know they've got Jake Hessenthaler and that just reminds me of how much I hated his dad. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like, unfortunately, I'm assuming Kiko's going to be in goal as much yeah. as I don't want to see him. Which I reckon a back for Shackleton at right back. I mean, they, they might play two up front, I don't know, but I'm going to assume they don't. Um, oh, mate, Shackleton and Leif Davis, get them in a back three. Well, I, I think it'll be Shackleton, Cresswell, Stroik and Leif Davis at left back. Phillips will play because he's suspended for the next one. Uh, wingers, probably Paveda and Helder Costa. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that leaves centre mids. I don't think I don't think Rodrigo will play or click. God, don't play click. Just no. don't play him. He needs a rest. He's needed a rest for two years. Uh, Not because he doesn't... Even when he's playing well, he looks knackered. <laughs> to, I mean, to be honest, I probably would have gone with Shackleton and Hernandez as your centre-mids for this. Because I, I think, again, yeah. that's fairly strong. I'm just trying to think, who can we who can we play at right-back if we do that? Would it be drama? Is he injured? No, yeah. no that's not... No, actually, yeah, but... It, I'd be okay with him playing Cody Drama, so yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Get Robbie Gotts back. Get <laughs> him in there. Make him the right back. I know he can be. I, I was I was thinking Hernandez and Jenkins with Shaq at right back. Yeah. I'd quite like to see Jenkins get a game because I think he's earned it. Yeah. And then, I mean, and, then I, and then I think, based on us not sending him out, and he posted like sort of a little clips video of himself as if he'd just got some good confidence boosting news on Twitter. So I think Greenwood's going to start this game. Yeah, that'd be, it'd be nice to see him again. The under 23s at times have been playing some fantastic football. So I do think there's a number of them deserve a chance to, to at least be in and around the first team squad. And obviously a number of them have been on the bench since, especially since the increase to nine. Um, so yeah, it'd be it'd be a nice chance, and I think some of them deserve deserve a go. Let's see, I'd love to see Gelhart play. Yeah, I, I think Gelhart will definitely be in the squad, and I think he'll get on the pitch. I just don't think he'll start. Um, it's right. This but, is right. Edmonton all over again, though. Yeah, I think I think Gelhart will be on bench and get some minutes. I think Huggins will be on the bench, and I'd quite like to see him get some minutes as well because he's been really good. I'm yeah. trying to think who else could we? I wouldn't mind seeing. I, McKinstry hasn't been as impressive this season, but I still could see him maybe being involved. And then there'll be a few. I think there'll be a couple of senior names on there as well. Like I think Bamford will be on the bench. Yeah. I don't think he'll be completely out. I think he will be there just in case. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see because, don't go on, I'd love a couple of them. I really would. And I think that even, I think that we're going to be far enough away from relegation, but we could get away with playing properly in the cup. But I just don't see us doing it unless if we'll play a team like this and if we fluke his way through three more, the third, fourth and fifth rounds, if we ended up getting through, then we'd probably start taking it seriously. But this first season, because as we've said a million times, it's just finished 17th or higher. I can't see us putting much stock in this. Yeah, and especially with kind of how crammed together the season's been and, and the number of internationals we've had you know, going away at the start of the season as well. It's not the worst thing in the world to have 
a couple of free weekends. No, especially um, seeing as we're bound to get some cancelled at some point. Well. And need some room in the fixture list. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for the backlog of fixtures in the last six weeks of the season. Yeah. So, um, as, as I say, we aren't, going to ins- we aren't going to insult Crawley by pretending that we know much about them because we don't. And we we would be waffling and we don't want to get... Uh, we don't. We, well, it wouldn't be so much getting stuff wrong. It'd just be making stuff up. And although there's a lot of people can get away with that on TV, we uh, <laughs> we won't bother. Um. So, what's your prediction? Uh, I am going to say we. I'm going to still say we come away with a win from this one. Um. I, I think. If, if the team is kind of how I think it'll be, I think we'll still have a, a, a fairly strong core in there. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2 0 win. Yeah, I'm going 2 1 win because uh, I think Kiko's going to play, so we're bound to concede because he's bound to screw something up. Yeah. Uh, so I am, I am literally. I just clicked on the links of one of their players who was wearing an AFL vest. To further investigate, thinking is have we have uh, Crawley got a dual sport player, and Lewis Young's profile does show two very different people. Ah, that's never the best sign. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. Well, I, th- I thought they might have been employing some special tactics against us for a second there, uh, but now just Google getting it wrong. Yeah. Um, so unless we want to add, I think that we're done. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, cool. Well, we will be back probably after the Crawley game, uh, depending on work stuff. It's, I know this is a bit of a weird time for us to start, but you know, it's just one of those things, work schedules and stuff getting in the way. And obviously it's on demand, so it's not like it matters for the most part. And it's lockdown 3.0. Yay. We all need stuff to do at home now. So I'm podcasting yeah. every hour. Well, I mean, there's a reason that we're going... Uh, one of our mates, Alex Benison, has a wrestling podcast, Armchair Wrestling. We're doing that later on at eight o'clock for the four of you that might be interested. Uh, that'll be eight o'clock this evening or also on demand for everyone. But more relevant to you is that we're on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod. The stuff that we write about Leeds United goes up on Through It All Together, which is on Twitter at THIU, it's all LUFC. And it's also through it all together.sbnation.com. Uh, if anyone has any particularly strong opinions about Leeds United, feel free to send them. I am more than willing to, provided it's written well, it doesn't have to be something I agree with. You know, we are more than willing to put stuff up, but I'll level with you. We don't have any money. So if you're a serious writer, go to places that can afford to pay you. The company might be able to afford to pay you, but they're damn sure not going to fucking let me. <laughs> uh, they barely pay me. Um, so... Uh, that will do us for episode 99. Because it's episode 99, I'm gonna, I will try the club again, even though they've never, they, they, we haven't really had any luck trying to source interviews. I will try and sort something for episode 100, but if not, we'll just do it. And because we did a couple worst of weird. The, oh, first comes the worst, we'll just ask Connie. Yeah, or, but, oh, we should, we should bring Connie back. If he can get away from his family for a bit. We should try and get Connie. We should try and get Connie back for episode one hundred. I'm going to text him when we come off this. Actually, yeah. it'll be it'll be nice to have him back on. And in lockdown, it'll be nice excuse to talk to one of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that will do us for episode ninety nine of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>